It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Cincinnati Bengals pulled a Friday night news dump, James. We've got to talk about Joe Mixon's new contract and what that means for what comes next. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lesko. He's your host, James Rapine. You can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Be part of that first listen club. Be part of that everydayer club. And I've got news for you everydayers. That job, if you consider it a job, which I hope you don't, gets a little bit more time intensive this week. Now we're back to a five-day-a-week schedule here as training camp is right around the corner. And this week we're going to get started with the Joe Mixon reworked. I'm going to be very specific about my word choice there for reasons we'll talk about later. Contract. We'll get into that. What's next for the Bengals, all this stuff in this episode of Locked On Bengals, which is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL can post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Joe Mixon took a pay cut, James, mm-hmm. and not just a one-year pay cut, a two-year pay cut. And this tells you a, a number of things, but the details according to Ian Rappaport on Saturday after the news broke on Friday night, late Friday night from what I recall, in, in a true Friday night news dump, were a $4.39 million pay cut for Joe Mixon in terms of the base salary on his contract in 2023 and a $4.67 million pay cut the next year. There are $2 million in incentives available to Mixon this year, and that is going to lower his base salary to $5.5 million or so from the... Well, you can do the math, $4.5 million more than that, right? 
with the ability to make $2 million of that back in incentives. So on, on face of it, a few big conclusions for me, James. Win-win, I think, for reasons we can get into. Tells you about the running back market. And, and honestly, I think there's a reason to give Joe Mixon credit here that we can get to a little bit later as well. But those are the three big things that jumped out at me. What jumped out at you? Yeah, first things first. And one, I'm, I'm just glad this is resolved because it, it felt uncomfortable for a lot of the offseason. And uncomfortable because anytime Mixon was brought up, it became a firestorm one way or the other, whether it's in our YouTube comments or across social media. And I don't like that. I, I don't like that the fact that Joe Mixon, who obviously came into the league in 2017, the Bengals loved him, picked him 48th overall, traded down, knew they were going to get him because of the off-the-field stuff, but loved the player. He was their second-ranked running back on the board, and he delivered. He delivered for six years of keeping his, his, his nose clean. There was no off-the-field questions. There was no anything. He worked really hard. He kept a good attitude He through all the bad times and is, has been a leader on this team through this run over the past couple of years. So I like that he had the self-awareness to look at the market, understand that running backs in his draft class, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, uh, Kareem Hunt, they're all out there. And instead of going out there, in, into the running back forbidden forest, he said, nah, man, I want to stay here in Cincinnati because I, I think it could help cement his legacy from really good Bengal to let's say he plays out this, this next two years in Cincinnati, which was not going to happen. Zero chance. He, he wasn't coming back in 2024. They weren't bringing him back for the money that he was due in 2023. That's why they reworked this deal because the Bengals had all the leverage, which we talked about the entire time. He had the self-awareness to say, no, I want to stay in Cincinnati because he has a chance now to go from really good player for about a half decade to if, if the next couple of years go well and he's a big part of them making another couple of playoff runs, we could be talking about a ring of honor type player. And, and there's going to be a lot of talk about the ring of honor this week. So that that's the first thing, a few days removed from this. And the second one is that there's a reason you mentioned every day or a few few minutes ago. There's a reason if you're an everydayer or if you're new that you should continue to listen to Locked on Bengals because we've been on this for months. And regardless of people saying, oh, you're just a Joe Mixon hater and you're looking at it wrong or this or that, or you know, when Mixon talked with Elise on Cincinnati Bengals talk, he mentioned Mike Brown. It, yeah, the pay cut was always, always something that was going to be, to discuss, be discussed. It was a matter of when, not if. And yeah. was he receptive or not? And I'm really glad he was. And it isn't about being a hater. It was about being honest about the situation based on what we heard, who we talked to, and just analyzing the situation, which is is what we're our job is here on Locked on Bengals. So I'm glad because you're right. The win-win part of this, I think Joe Mixon's legacy in Cincinnati has a chance to get much stronger in not just that, I think the Bengals are better than if they had to cut him. I, I, I don't think Kareem Hunt is better than Joe Mixon, right? I, I'm not saying that. It, it, or Leonard Fournette or whoever you want to say. Dalvin Cook wants way more than, than he's uh, being offered right now by the Dolphins or other teams. So I think the Bengals got good value overall 
and Mixon got good value because it's more than he would have gotten had they cut him. Yeah, from a contract perspective, Mixon still has about five and a half million dollars in base salary over the next two years of the deal. The way that they did the the pay cut in each year, and that's really what it is, is a salary reduction over two years works out to be five and a half million dollars plus you would assume incentives over the next two years, which is down from about $10 million, a little bit more than $10 million next year, the next couple of years. So it's roughly a 45% salary reduction over the last two years of the deal. It's not a 45% reduction in the overall value of the contract, of course, because he got a, a big signing bonus, $10 million signing bonus. That hasn't gone down. The original contract was $48 million. This reduces it to $38 million for four years. Instead, you do the math, $10 million less in the value of the co- of the contract over four years reduces the overall value of the contract by $2.5 million a year. Because he had those first two years in the bank, he had this out- signing bonus in the bank. And for Mixon, it's exactly that that first factor. He doesn't have to go into, he called it the forbidden force of the running back market, which is not a place you want to be. Aaron Jones took a pay cut and a restructure to stay with the Green Bay Packers and the other guys, the other veterans from basically that that time period that are on second deals are are still out there, still waiting to figure out where their value is. You look at the the free agent contracts that were signed by running backs this offseason, and we were shocked a couple of times at how low the value of some of those contracts was at the time. And, and that's when we were trying to piece together, like what's the future of the running back room, right? Because we're like, Oh, well, what about this free agent who ends up signing for two and a half million dollars or $3 million or something like that. And Joe Mixon on the higher end of those. And if you're Joe Mixon and you've done this re- rework of your deal, you're, you're thinking, Oh yeah, I can hit those $2 million of incentives and whatever the incentives are for next year. You're confident and your ability to go out there and, and escalate those numbers a little bit higher. So if you're mixing, you avoid potentially having to take less. I don't know if you would have mm-hmm. gotten this on the open market or not. We will never know the answer to that question. I would have been shocked if he did, uh, to be honest. I would have. I just don't think there's a market. Look at these guys that are out there. Yeah. You know, I, I think and, it's tough. It, and, like Zeke can't get three million. He yeah. can't even get three. So. It's, it's, it's tough out there for sure for running back. So Mixon, I think, gets a, a decent deal with the, the chance that it goes higher, which I think is good for him. The Bengals get continuity at the position. And the, there are a few more things to talk about with the contract, I think, here yeah, that we'll, we'll sure. get into in some specifics. And I also want to give Joe Mixon credit. It, it does, initially when it was just like a one-year salary reduction where – there were $2 million where you could still make up to $8 million in the year, which was a PFT original report. My, my initial thought was, well, maybe he couldn't have done better. And he's just really weighing his options out here. He gets to stay with the team, doesn't have to move, still can make decent money. But the, the two-year salary reduction to try to stay with the team over two years, I think, does speak to his desire to stay with this team, where he, I think, believes it's his best fit and his best chance to win. And I think from a from a team friendly perspective or whatever you want to call it, you give the player credit here, knowing the extensions the Bengals have to work with, which is part of the what's next conversation, which we'll get to a little bit later. But a little bit more on the contract I want to talk about too, James. So we'll continue that coming up next.
Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every potential new hire, and maybe the NFL should use LinkedIn when they scout these running backs that are out there in the forbidden forest, because it can feel like a high stakes wager. If you're a small business or a large corporation, like one of the 32 NFL teams, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to get LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster. They have simple tools, screening questions that make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills, experience that you can target to make the right hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, and you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Maybe Zeke, Dalvin Cook, the forbidden forest running backs. Well, they should post a, a wanted ad or, or, or try to, to get a gig that way because, well, Joe Mixon avoided it. Credit to him. LinkedIn jo- LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, gents, let's do a little nitty-gritty conversation here about this contract. Can we talk about this for a second? Sure. I love that you were so passionate. Jake Lisko. <laughs> records a seven minute video about yeah, was, what he's about to t- what I he's about to talk dinner. about he was late for dinner follow up from the orlando brown night same yeah. date no. um not really it's not really but it's a fun callback for the everydayers i i uh i love this and uh you were like all right it won't let me upload to twitter how do i <laughs> post it on his personal youtube it's on twitter yeah. now but you're ready to go. You want to talk about restructure. Is it a restructure? Is it not a restructure? There's a reason you said rework and pay cut and salary drop because it's not a restructure. Yeah. So to be clear, people think I'm being negative about this. To be clear, first off, what the Bengals did is much better for them than a restructure. And we'll talk about why that's the case. Or maybe you've watched that seven-minute, unlisted, by the way, YouTube video. If you want the link to it, you'll have to find it on my Twitter feed. I'm not doing that to make money or whatever on the side. I just wanted to have an explanatory option available for those that were interested. Uh, Paul Daner on Friday night tweeted that, add this to the list for the new Bengals. Cincinnati has never restructured a contract. There have been offers, none none agreed upon. Now a mix and restructure. Amazing the lack of precedent to so many things they've done in recent years. Um, I would say by the definition that most people are using when to say when they say the Bengals have never restructured a contract, the Bengals have still never restructured a contract. What the Bengals have done is much rarer. You don't see this very often and better for the team. What a restructure does by definition 
And if you don't care about the nitty gritty of NFL contracts, you can probably skip forward a couple minutes right here. But no, first off, hell no. Don't skip forward. Keep going. Well, you can give disclaimers. What a restructure is in the NFL. Educate yourself. Is converting base salary or roster bonuses, both of which are non-prorated parts of the deal, which are scheduled to be paid per game or in a roster bonus in a lump sum payment at a certain time of year into a signing bonus. And, and what does that mean? It means that one, that player does get that money most of the time faster if it's, if it's base salary that's converted, which is usually why players are on board for this because it takes you know a per game payout into a signing bonus, which means they get their money earlier and it's guaranteed and all that stuff. But what that also does is it spreads that cap hit out. So if you do a, a, a full restructure, which is taking all of their base salary, converting it to signing bonus, it would take, say, $10 million and spread it out over the rest of the contract up to five years. They can even have void years to take it up to five years to really push that cap hit out into the next year or two years later. And that means that if, if you were to restructure a deal in that sense, it would increase the cap hit for the following years, reduce the cap hit in the current year, and it would make more of that money in future years a potential dead cap hit if the team chose to move on from that player because the signing bonuses are the prorated signing bonus is what the dead cap is for a player when he is cut. So if the Bengals would have done that with Mixon, and we don't have full details yet, so it's possible but by the time you listen to this that they actually did do a restructure, and I'll be wrong, but what's been reported so far is just a salary reduction. If the Bengals had done that, that would mean that Mixon's cap hit next year would go up instead of down, which is not their goal here, and it would mean that there's no cash savings. The Bengals save both cash and cap space here. So we've been critical of the Bengals before, and this is why this matters even a little bit, if you don't think this matters at all, for never doing a restructure which can be used to increase cap space in a current year at the expense of future years to fit an an extra player. They still haven't done that. But what they did is is better because it has none of the downsides of a restructure and all of the upsides in terms of reducing the cap hit. So what they did is better, but if you're out there saying that the Bengals have now restructured a contract and they've done something new Bengals, that is not the case, I would argue. Because you see all the time players are offered salary reductions or they get cut. And in the past, the Bengals have just cut players who haven't been willing to take a salary reduction. I think Giovanni Bernard is an example of this in recent history. Well, restructure-wise, if they had restructured... The the difference between a restructure to me is the player has leverage. You do it to, to benefit the team. And the team's like, hey, Jamar, you're great. In 2027, Jamar, you're great. Let us do this so we can free up some money here. We don't want to cut you, but can you help us out? We see it. Tom Brady did it a ton. Uh, I think you'll see quarterbacks with these contracts do it at times. And we've seen that certainly. Deshaun Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. So that's a restructure where where the player has leverage because they're still good most of the time. And and it doesn't change anything for the player to be clear. Like they're still getting the the full amount of the money. It's just an accounting mechanism. Which is a really weird definition thing. Yeah, and so it probably shouldn't be called restructure. You know, there should be another word because when you 
on the surface, look at what the Bengals did with Mixon. It, they restructured his contract. The structure is different. It's you know I get why fans would would think that and say it, and it would be used, and it's easier to say and, and understand that way. That said, I would have crushed them to do that, and I don't think that was ever on the table. It was simple, cut or pay cut. And the the part that I I think Joe Mixon deserves credit for it. It could have been a one year thing. And instead, it's two. And I think there's a, a pretty decent shot if he plays well this year. That at, at age 28, he'll be 27 at the end of this month. At age 28, that he's on the roster next season because of that. So I, I think uh, this was just going back to the initial point. It's a win-win, mm-hmm. even though it's not a restructure. Technically, by NFL definition, by an NFL term, this is exactly what, what needed to happen for I think everyone to feel good about. The, the the situation because you just you weren't going to make him and he was the third highest paid running back in the league you weren't going to do that it was not going to be the case this year and the other part of this and we've talked plenty about burrow's extension potentially coming soon you do wonder now if that next hat drops in, in burrow higgins you, you know you can get some of these these contracts done because you free up some cap space now to to throw maybe at a higgins deal obviously burrow I think regardless, they were going to find a way to get that done. But now it gives you a little bit more flexibility if you're trying to get Cinco, number five, done as well. Yeah, that's part of the what's next conversation for sure. And we should talk about that. We should talk about what's next in the running back room. Some people looking at veterans like, oh, well, maybe they take that space and they spend more money on running backs, which I don't think was a goal here. Uh, but we can talk about what what that possibility would be because there's still some questions about who's that pass down, pass blocking back. Last thing I'll say about the restructure thing, if you care about this at all, it's truly just a definition thing, right? Like the the standard definition of a restructure, if you Google it, is just to organize differently. Joe Mixon's contract is now organized differently. There's less yep. stuff in it. But what it means in the NFL is by organized differently, it means you're just moving money, not removing money. And so – if that's the distinction that helps somebody, or if you just don't care and you don't want to talk about it anymore, fine. We won't talk about it anymore. We'll talk about what's next for the Cincinnati Bengals running back room and what's next for the Cincinnati Bengals in terms of contracts because, while it's only a few million dollars, this does have an impact on some of those extensions you just talked about, James. We'll finish the show with those two topics coming up next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's dive into those potential extensions, what this means. Look, I three, four million dollars in cap space, that's not going to be the difference with with Burrow. But I think what it does is it it lightens the load a little bit, gives them a little bit more flexibility cap wise to maybe get both done. And you look at the the potential Higgins deal, could it it could and would at 24, he sign a three-year type three-year deal like Terry McLaurin did, like some of these other receivers did in that age range, I think that's certainly a possibility. And so now if you're the Bengals, I think you could do that, which is kind of ideal when you think about paying Jamar and T and and spacing it out. I think a three-year extension makes a ton of sense. 
I think it would work. I think you could keep him in town for the foreseeable future. At the same time, he tests the market again in his prime. And so I think there's a decent shot here. And, and obviously the Burrow extension, that's going to be the first one to drop. I don't think they extend T or extend Logan Wilson, for example, or, or maybe a DJ reader. I, I don't think they necessarily go that route with any of those guys until they get Burrow done. Yeah, Burrow's been the first domino for the extensions that we've been waiting for. But I think this Mixon contract resolution was, was clearly a prelude to whatever the rest of the offseason is going to look like for the Bengals. Uh, their, their total cap space before the uh, Mixon rework uh, reduction in salary, whatever you want to call it, $14.9 million. It's now about $19.5 million. And Joe Burrow's extension, and Andre Parada has great tweets on this. Had Andre Parada 13, we've had him on the show in the past to talk about the salary cap and, and all the implications of different contracts and contract projections because he's really good at it. The Burrow extension is probably going to increase his cap hit in the current year because he's going to have a huge signing bonus as part of that deal, which is going to bring money in terms of cap hit into the current year. It could be from $7 million to $11 million, according to Andre. If you only have $14.9 million free against the cap, and then you add $10 million, well, now you're at $4.9 million or so, $5 million or so for the whole season, which is not a number that the Bengals love to work at. And if you're also trying to get an extension done with T, mm-hmm which would also have an increased cap hit because of that signing bonus in the current year, then you might be able to use that space to get both of those done. And so that's where it's only three to $5 million, $5 million, roughly four and a half million dollars that the Bengals free up with Joe Mixon and this, and this salary reduction. But while it doesn't sound like much, it could make a big deal for those two extensions in particular and potentially other extensions that the Bengals are interested in working on any of those as well. So yeah, I, I do think that that while it sounds small does make a difference as far for as their comfort level for their comfort level and how they operate for sure. But yeah, let's get to the running back room, the, the rest of the running back room. Yeah. So as far as the rest of what's next, Mixon is on this team this year, hundred percent is going to probably have a very similar role to the one that he had in 2022. That's that continuity for this team, the familiarity and the efficiency that this running game had running out of the shotgun, uh, you know, week five on really the second half of the season last year, they get Mixon back to continue to spearhead that attack on the ground. Chase Brown, Chris Evans, Travion Williams, got to work out the rest. Because I don't think, we've talked about other running backs, I don't think that they're going to save money on Mixon's contract and then turn around and spend that money again in the running back room. I I think that there's a path for that, but I I don't think as of now that's the plan. It would be like a waiver claim as opposed to going out proactively and, and getting a free agent. Unless they get into camp. And they're like, man, we don't have the guy that we need. And, and I, I think that's that's it now. Who emerges? Is Travion Williams the, the pass blocking back? I think he's the favorite. Does Chris Evans take a step? He's the best route runner in that room. Has great hands. I, I certainly think uh, and that aspect could offer you something, but not if he can't pass block. 
And that's the part that really stinks. Does Chase Brown say, I'm the most explosive guy in this room. I'm going to learn to pass block and, and emerges as that guy. That would be, I think ideally that would be what would happen is, is Brown would emerge and get on the field a ton uh, for, for, for it. Cause right now I would guess like 20% of snaps. Like if I had to project for the season for Brown 25, and, but if he's pass blocking and can take over that role at some point, maybe it's higher, but I, I do, I think it's a competition there. But as of now, I think their plan is to stay in house. Doesn't mean that they won't address running back, but given what's out there, I don't think they were jumping for joy at giving. And I know they weren't obviously because he would be here if they did Zeke Elliott, 3 million bucks or Leonard Fournette, a couple of million dollars. And and that's why they reworked Mixon's deal. They would have went that route if they had to, if Mixon said no, but instead I think they're, they're going to go with Mixon and then it'll be a true running back by committee behind him where I don't think it's a true number two like it was last year with Samaje Pirine. I think Travion Williams and and uh, Chase Brown and maybe Chris Evans gets in that mix, but that we could see two guys split those those Pirine snaps. I think that's a very real possibility this season. Yeah, maybe until one emerges, maybe until one wins that job outright later in the year. Maybe there are sub packages. Maybe it's week two. You know, yeah. like it could happen quick. You never know. It could. It could for sure. And as long as they don't get into a position where there's a tell, like Mixon is off the field, Travion Williams is on the field, they're going to keep him into pass block. Mixon is off the field, Chase Brown is on the field. You know, they're, they're going to try to use him to run the ball or something like that. As long as you don't get obvious what's like that, it doesn't really have a huge impact on, on your team in terms of which running back is on the field. Something that, you know, you, you think about early last season, the under center shotgun splits and, and being too much of a tell, giving the defense too much information pre-snap is something that you probably want to avoid. But it is going to be a battle and it is going to be something that's very interesting to watch in this preseason and training camp. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you hear coaches talk about this all the time. You heard Brian Callahan talk about this when we talked about Chase Brown. They, they just don't know yet. They need to see him doing it in a game with pads on with things mattering to really have a feel for how those mental reps will translate into the physical aspect of the game and see how he does with that. It will be very interesting. Hard to say what's going on with Chris Evans, though. A lot of people <laughs> keep wondering. Here's, here's, a, here's a stat for you last year, James. Uh, Chris Evans didn't take a ton of snaps on offense last year. Nope. Took five times as many snaps in a receiver alignment as he did in a running back alignment. Had three backfield snaps to 15 snaps out wide. Travion Williams, by comparison, 32 backfield snaps uh, to, to five snaps lined up in a receiver alignment, which tells if, you what they're thinking about Chris Evans as his use fell could, off over the year. Yeah, if he could show and earn their trust as a pass blocker, man, I, he would be in a well, lot. And, and as a runner, I just, right? Think about the preseason last year where, where he had those issues in the running game. And we, we've talked about that too. That's fine. I think Chase Brown takes those snaps. I I, I think he's the sure. runner. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and so he has the edge. Like I think it's Travion early because he's a veteran. But if you're, let's just use New Year's Eve. There's, there's plenty of Bengals chief smoke always. Who is the Bengals pass blocking back on New Year's Eve? I would say the favorite for me would probably be Chase Brown because I think he does have the intelligence and I think he will pick it up pretty quick. It's for a rookie. 
because he's going to be on the field and, and give them a level of explosiveness that none of these uh, other running backs have as a runner, for sure. None of those guys bring, including Mixon, what Chase Brown brings as a runner. You mean Ezekiel Elliott isn't going to be the Bengals' pass-protecting back in December? Hey, I don't think so. I, th- I think there's a uh, a running back in Kansas City, actually, that has a higher higher percentage chance of being that guy. You think he's going to get cut? I don't know. I don't know if Clyde Edwards-Alaire will get a cut. But if so, I would be shocked if the Bengals weren't interested. I will yeah. say that much. I mean, you can see why they would want to keep him. Uh, he was a first-round pick for them. All this I would, stuff. I would keep him, but I just—he was so far down in the pecking order by the end. I still think he's valuable. Mm-hmm. He wasn't worth the first rounder. I think he's a valuable player, and I would expect to see him in stripes next year if he just plays out this year with in Kansas City. I, w- I would be so. Yeah, all right. Why not? All right, call on your shots. We can come back to this clip if Clyde Edwards-Helaire is a free agent next year. Remember when I Zach was gassing up Joe Mixon? And mm-hmm. and I think he was being truthful. And I waited, what, 30 minutes in to do the this. And I said, they're still going to ask him to take a pay cut. There, oh. <laughs> remember, I was like, ah, oh, man. And I don't think there was any psychology behind it. But I, I think they all knew the, what, what the scenario was. Not that Zach didn't value Mixon. I think they just well, knew. Let's be honest about the situation. And so. And and you think about what Jay said last week. It is now last week. It wasn't last week when I said this on Twitter. I tweeted it. It was like Friday two days night. ago. <laughs> uh, time for me is a pretty weird thing. But I, last I, I week... came after you on the Lockdown Bengals account. People thought you were <laughs> tweeting yourself. It was so good. Did they? So good. I didn't see that. So um, someone did. Like, are you having a conversation with yourself, Jake? Anyway, Jay last week said that, you know, the Bengals started this dialogue a while ago, which has since been reported by several others, and Joe Mixon still showed up for all the voluntary stuff. And that being the case, it tells you about where Joe Mixon's mind was at in terms of wanting to make it work, wanting to stay with the team, if if all those things from a timeline perspective lined up, and and that's how it went down. So, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. So. We, we got some big news. It was on a Friday night. It was a news dump. Uh, obviously, people are going to pay attention to it. You can't, you can't really sneak news out anymore if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, AFC Championships two years in a row, Super Bowl appearance two years ago, Super Bowl contender. You don't get away with that anymore. So we're, mm-hmm. everyone picked it up. It was discussed. We get to talk about it today. Training camp, what, about a week from today? Is that tick, right? Tick, 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 10 days. A week from We're recording this is, on Sunday. The 26th is, is the first practice. Yeah. A week from today is rookies reporting. The 25th veterans report 26th. That first practice. And then just a week from then, James, I am flying to the great city of Cincinnati. Right, here we go. We're about to eat all the food. Hey, you better bring that appetite. We, uh, we, have, that to, appetite. we have to plan a thing. We'll plan a thing. We'll, we'll talk. We'll plan a thing. We'll see if we can plan a thing. Hopefully, we can plan a thing. How many shots another. will Jake Lisko do at the thing? Zero. Spoiler. That's going to do it for this episode of the I'll Lockdown Bengals podcast. We have, like I said, training camp coming up in the near future. And so we will do some training camp preview work, James. A lot of training Back camp. Back to five days a week. About. I'm fired up. I'm excited for it. Every day or so. Buckle up. If you're new, buckle up because no one else is doing every day like Lockdown Bengals. That is 100% true. Plus, we got Ring of Honor this week. We'll talk about whoever is announced as the, the two open. newest He's Ring of open. Honor candidates. Call my spoilers. Shot. Come on. 
I'm calling until my next, shot. I have no idea. You think they tell me? I have no, no idea. Until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hooday, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.